Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, let's get serious. As you all know, we not only walk in faith, but we walk in wisdom. And when you bring both those things together, oh my gosh, life is so good. And I believe with all my heart, I honestly believe that after today's message, you're going to walk out with more power in your life, more strength in your life, and um, wisdom that will help you overcome anything. I'm not talking about a seasonal event. I'm talking about life. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the most important thing, not for a period of time, but for life. I don't want you to have a good marriage in the summer. I want you to have a good marriage all year round. I don't want you to be healthy just in the fall. I want you to be healthy. I don't want you to be prosperous just in wintertime, but the rest of the year you're in debt and poverty. No, that's not what we want. We want God's word working in our lives with wisdom and we win. Honestly, we went. For years, I've been doing church stuff. And um, when I look around a church, I see a healthy group of people. But I've been in church where, where most of the people were not healthy, even the pastors and leaders. And, and it, it, it's a picture that I chose not to want to have in our church. Now, the picture that I'm talking about is health and not healthy. And so I'm not a GQ picture as far as this has to be the picture of health. I want everybody healthy. If you're doing the right things that are necessary to stay healthy, I guarantee you, you're going to be at the weight that you need to be at the time you're at. And if you're not, you know already that you do unhealthy things, just like I know when I do unhealthy things. I have unhealthy relationships with some type of foods, Doritos. I don't know how to eat just one Dorito. And, and, and I'm telling you, it's, it affects me in a negative way. And so I had to make a choice. Am I going to love the eating of the Dorito? Or I'm going to hate the feeling afterwards. Which one am I going to do? Am I going to, which one am I going to focus in on? Am I going to focus in on the love or I'm going to focus in on the hate? I'm going to talk about this today because I think what's happened is, is we've, we've lost respect over the understanding of hate because the tendency is, is it's more of a negative connotation and a negative picture. But I think we need to start getting aggressive in, in how we feel about certain things that are hurting us. Because I know there are things, and I don't want to make a list of them, but a lot of you that are doing that, you don't want to reveal. You don't want it seen. You don't like it. But the tendency is, is the love of the action and the feeling and the desire is greater than the hate for the end result. And I want to flip that because I believe in you and I want better for your life. And I think that y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody in here, we all have these relief points. We have these pressure points. We have these things that we do that aren't necessarily good for us, 
but we don't know how to get out of this vicious cycle. And I don't want us in a vicious cycle. I want us in a life cycle. And the life cycle is, is that we're going to come against different things. We're going to come against pressures in life. But if we're not recognizing, listen, I'm not from a monkey. I don't believe in evolution. And there's no in the world with any common sense, anybody could prove evolution to me because evolution isn't a person and it's not a God. So it would be impossible if it was true for evolution to stop itself because there's still monkeys on this earth. And if that's where I came from, but I had to evolve, we've been here thousands of years and no one has shown a chimpanzee evolving. Never. It's a con. It's an anti-God con. And that's what they came up with. And that's what the enemy and the world system put in place to get us away from our creator. And it's affected this world. But the point is, is this, you are created by God. Now the, the issue is, is the lack of understanding. The religious spoon-fed garbage that most people received. So it gives you a, a, a slant of the understanding of who he is and what this is about. So we create our ideologies. We create our doctrines. We create our mindsets aligned to what we feel or what we think rather than truth. And I'm telling you, this doesn't screw you up. It sets you straight. If it's taught correctly, if it's simplified, if it's made easy, which I believe that's the way God operates. I believe when it's taught in a way that confuses and confounds, it's not a God way. It's a dumb way. That'd be like a first grade teacher starting us off in first grade and going, I've got some math for you. But in this math, I will have to introduce it in a way that you'll understand how important it is in the one plus one equals two. This equation is very, very important for your life to understand. They're not gonna do stuff like that. Those little five-year-olds are picking their nose and looking at the bird at the window. And I believe God understands it the same way in his word. And we're to receive it that way. Why? Because it's about life. And it's necessary and it's important. And I want you to get this. We're going to start off this morning with guard your heart. And the reason why it's so important is only a couple times God uses the term above all else. Above all else. And when he places this statement into the information, he's saying, this is going to be the biggest stuff you can understand above all else. But we have to connect the dots in the information. Otherwise, we can flip that message into something that it isn't. And we can lose sight of it or understanding of it. So he says above all, so let's go there. Let me get to my notes so I know what I'm talking about. Proverbs 4.23, guard your hearts more than anything else. Guard your hearts more than anything else. Because the source of life flows from it. Guard your hearts above anything else. Above all else, guard your hearts because your life source flows from your heart. Everybody say my heart. This is the key, my heart. 
And so when you are looking at this scripture from the information from the creator, our God, that gave us this information, he's saying, listen, I want you to pay attention to this truth because it has to do with your life. Everybody in here, what you're going through right now, ups and downs, everything is tied to your heart. You might not like where you're at. You might not like where you're going. But the key is to understand that it's tied to your heart. And so I need to understand this heart thing because our concept of the heart comes from, actually it comes from the Greeks. I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm talking about the concept of the heart in, in people on this earth. And so we tend to lean toward that understanding of what the Greeks, Socrates and people like that, established as what the heart is. And so we believe the heart is our feelings, our emotions. And that's the great part. I just don't love you, I don't feel love. I just don't feel. And we operate that the heart is tied to complete emotion. But that's not what the Bible teaches. And that I want us to understand what the Bible teaches concerning the heart so that we can look at it correctly, because I'm telling you right now, everybody in here, we've made comments, or we still are making comments tied to this heart issue that is not correct. And I want to correct us scripturally. And what does that mean? That I'm going to spank you? Tell you how bad you are? Correction in the, in the Hebrew and the Greek is, is putting back on track. It's moving back on, on, on the right track. That's all it is. You all do this. Parents, we do this with our children. We correct them. And I'm not talking about a correction in them doing something wrong or things like that. I'm talking about we correct them in their crawl, their walk, their talk. We correct, we correct, we correct. Now, a lot of times we don't do it in the correct way because of how we were brought up. But if you're truly learning and you're truly growing in life, you self-correct in bad correction. My life, I know for a fact, my kids aren't raised the way I was raised. I self-corrected. What did I do? I chose not to do what my parents did. Guess what? Not because of that choice. I know it's a little tricky, huh? Because I know a lot of you didn't want to do what your parents do, and you're doing exactly what they do. What's the difference? I chose to add different information. The different information changed the way I reacted. If you don't change the information, you stay the same. I don't care how much you want to not do something, how much you pray about not wanting it. If you don't change the information, you stay the same. As a man or woman thinks, processes information in their heart, in their soul, is who they are. So we have to realize that. It's important and that's good because what that says is this. I'm in control. I'm in control of my life. I can change how I think. I can change what I'm thinking about. I am in control. You're not in control of my thoughts. None of you can. I don't care how big and bad you are, how strong you are, how, no matter what. It just doesn't matter. I am in control of what I think. I'm in control. So I'm in control of my life. Some of you might think, I don't know, man, I'm out of control up here. It's because you choose to. You've assumed or you've been lied to or deceived enough that 
you can't do anything about it. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can completely. I don't care how messed up are you. You can go to any psychologist or psychiatrist on this planet. That's, I don't, the greatest of the greatest, they're going to tell you, no matter how messed up you are, that you're going to have to deal with this. Ultimately, that's what's going to They can talk about your babyhood. They can talk about your childhood. They can talk about all the situations you deal with, but ultimately what they're going to do is this. You got to deal with this. You got to deal with this. I just saved you guys a couple tens of thousand dollars. Free, free. Now, now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to simplify change in the sense of, oh, that's it, boom, it's done. Are you kidding me? That would be awesome. But it doesn't work that way. Why? Because we've taken years to perfect this stupidity. I mean, this stuff. We have. And then not only this, but we've also engaged in our whole physical body, which ultimately ties to what? Chemicals, imbalances. I mean, y'all know everybody in here, you can smell something and it'll take you back 30 years or 20 years or 10 years or last week. Wow, I remember that, right? This is what God created in us. But I'm telling you right now, listen, I'm, not, I'm never gonna say there is no hope. There's always hope and there will always be hope. You know why? Because if you can do this, I swear to you, there's hope. Ready? Y'all ready for this? This is free again. Watch. As long as I can breathe, there's hope. If I don't breathe, it's over with. As long as I can breathe, there's hope. There's hope for everybody in here. And every one of you are on different journeys, different places in that journey. And all I know is the best thing we can do for every single person, no matter where you're at, if you're on the starting line or you're in the middle or you're, you're walking toward the finish line, the best thing we can do is be the one that's with you going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Amen. So. This, the Hebrew in this is very important because it said, guard your heart more than anything else. It's actually in the Hebrew, it says, Mishmar Natsar, Mishmar Natsar. And that's important because it ultimately is two words in the Hebrew language for guard. It's a guard as a sense of guarding over a post or a military compound. Mishmar is that. Natsar is a guard in guarding something, like guarding a garden or guarding your house, guarding a car. So it uses a two word for guard in that, and it's saying that our understanding of what this saying is, is we need a double guard in the heart area. Not just one guard, we need to double guard it. Why? Because it has to do with life, everything in life. And so this is what we want to focus in on. How can I understand this in relationship today, making it relevant, and in life? And so what I do is, as I look at that, this isn't a standalone scripture. There are some proverbs that stand alone. In other words, it'll say something, and before it and after it are just different, different thoughts. But that one scripture will come out, and boom, there it is. This one is tied together. And so we need to look at 
what it's tied to to get the reference to guard my heart. Because if I stop there and say, everybody guard your heart, you're going to go, I'll guard my heart so my heart won't be broken again. I'll guard my heart. That's what we'll do. Why? Because that's how we tie the understanding of heart, this emotional concoction. And so we're like, I'm just going to guard my heart. I'll guard my heart. And that, that's, that's, we're done. It's not right. So I want us to guard our heart correctly. Because if we don't, there's some things in there that we're guarding that we need to get out instead of guarding it. We need to get the stuff out. So we need to guard correctly. Amen? Guard the truth. Psalms 14.1 says this, Only fools say in their heart there's no God. They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. Only a fool says in their heart, there is no God. So he's saying this, in your heart, there can be positive and there can be negative. Positive and negative. So we look at Proverbs 4.23, and then we have to look at previous verses, verse 20 through 22. It says this, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully. Do I have any parents in here? Is, have you said that ever in your life to your kids? Pay attention. My child, listeneth to what I saith. Do we not, parents? Listen to what I'm saying. Listen, listen. Listen, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. I'm going to add that to mine now. I'm going to start using that one. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate, what? The words, the wisdom. Penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them. And health, healing, oh my goodness, to their body. What does? The words, the instruction, the truths. Like I said, we're guarding something. We need to determine what we're guarding. Because according to what we read in the beginning, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart flows the issues of life. Above everything else, guard your heart. Out of the heart flows. And then before that, it said, what? The information, the wisdom that you are putting in your heart. That's what we're to guard. Because I can tell you just from experience, my life, I've been there, done that. I've been the new Christian. I've been the religious Christian. I've been, the, uh, I've been to Bible college. I know more than you, Christian. I've done that, been there, whatever. I like this one, where I'm at now, the best. But I'm telling you right now, thank you for eight of you. But let me explain something. The, the process, the journey that I've gone through has helped me understand this to be able to help people. Just like you in your life and where you are today, you have information, you have knowledge to help people that have, haven't gone down this journey. And hopefully you're sharing that information. 
Why? Because it's what church is about. If we're talking about family, we're talking about the purpose of it, that's the purpose of it. To be able to have that connection with one another. To be able to say, I'm going down this journey I don't know anything about. And you've been there before. You can help me. You can help me. But to say, well, you know, I did it. You need to do it on your own. That is not what this is about. Amen? So he says, pay attention. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of them. Let the words penetrate deep, deep. And what did he say? These words, when you get hold of them, they're going to bring life and health. And when I look at the instruction of Scripture concerning what God has given me and expects me to walk in, it's the ability to be healthy. It's the ability to be whole. It's the ability to not have to deal with sicknesses and diseases. It's available. Now, I'm not asking you what you feel or think about that comment. I'm just sharing what the scripture says. In other words, you could be at a place where you're like, going, I don't agree with that because that's where you're at. I've been there too. And I've said that too. But you haven't seen what I've seen. You haven't walked in my life because I've seen it. I've experienced it. But I was there too. I've been there. I know what it's like. I know it's like to hear something and argue the point. We all do it. We all do this. And so what we have to do is we have to look at our lives and go, listen, what do I want? Do I want to be someone that really is a failure and think I know everything? Or do I want to grow in life and realize I don't know everything and be open for that? And that's what helped me. I got to the place where I said, you know what, I'm going to learn. And I will learn. Even when I'm listening to something going, I can do better than that. I, got, I, got, I, can, I can expound more on that scripture. But even with that knowledge here, I know there's something, there's going to be information that's going to touch my life. And it always does. And I take that and I think that's the greatest thing. I don't focus in on the information I have. I focus in on the information I just received. Everybody in here has knowledge and information more than some other people. But you don't, you, you're not going to walk around in life majoring on that because that, your life will become so small. You want to expand. You want to grow. Right? Now, now look at this. After verse 23, guarding your heart, we get the information, then it says guard your heart. Information, guard my heart. Verse 24. Remove dishonesty from your mouth. Put deceptive speech far away from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your sight be focused in front of you. Carefully walk a straight path and all your ways will be secure. How many of your ways? All your ways. Do not lean to the right or to the left. Walk away from evil. Now, verses 20 through 22. Let this word, let these words, let these truths get into your heart. Verse 23, guard it, double guard it. Why? Because that information has to do with your life and your success in life. You come in here, you hear information, you hear different 
teachings and in relationships, marriages, kids, uh, work, family, how to be, you know, have character, integrity. And that information is going out, but it's up to you to receive it. And we all understand the battle of receiving, do we not? Right? What filter does it go through first? Here, which is tied to what? Your view of yourself. That's it, number one. And that's what I know is a fact because every information that I received had to go through the view of myself. And when I was early on a Christian, I don't deserve anything that God did for me. I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve his mercy. I don't deserve his love. So weekly, I had to get saved. Weekly, I had to ask forgiveness or I was going to go to hell. Forget weekly, daily. Why? Because my image of myself was not correct. It was of my past. And the information had to be sifted through that, 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 that vision, that picture. That's what everybody in here, that's all you're all dealing with that right now. And so that information goes through that. That's why by faith, everybody say faith. faith. By faith, we are to receive this information that doesn't jive with what we believe about ourselves. Y'all know many of you screw up a lot. And then the Bible comes on and says, hey, you're more than a conqueror. And you're like going, heck no. I don't know who God's talking to, but he's not talking to me. But see, no, he is and he knows you. The problem is you only know you from your past. He knows the real you. Let's don't, let's don't make this difficult. Who are you from your past? You are you from, list all the training that you've received from birth to now. Tell me it's all perfect. Tell me every person that imparted in your life were perfect people. Your parents were like perfect. The instructors were perfect. The teachers were perfect. Your friends were perfect. The people you hung with were perfect. Everybody is perfect. And then I can say, well, you're perfect. Second Lord Jesus. But we all know that's not true, is it? No, it's pretty messed up, isn't it? Now, let me ask you something. Do you believe that a lot of the people that were giving you this information, we're doing it from a good heart. They just didn't know better. I do too. So there's a lot of messed up stuff there though, right? But God comes on the scene and says, you know what? Receive my son. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something very special. I'm going to wipe that thing clean. You're going to become a new creation. That old is going to be passed away. Everything's going to become new. And you know what religion does? Focus on the past. Not what God's word said, not what God's word declares. It focuses on the past. You're not good enough. You're not going to be good enough. You'll never be good enough. This word doesn't work. This doesn't true. This doesn't. Healing's not for today. Spiritual gifts. And it just goes, click off, get off, get off, get off. Why? Because we're dealing with people like us that aren't perfect. And we're going to hear God's word and we're going to screw it up. And we're going to get mad. And we're going to throw a fit at God. Anybody do that before? Okay, four of you. Are you do you guys hear what I'm saying? So, listen, this is, this is so important. Because why are you coming here? Why did you come in today? 
Did we come in just to have just, you know, a little washing, holy water and throwing us and all right, God's good. I went to church and hopefully he'll save me as I'm driving home. That's, see, this is what I'm saying. You're, hopefully you're here to realize, you know what? It, this is about life. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And people are going through difficult times. But there are people like me. And I'm talking about me right now. That no matter what you're going through, I'm going to stand in faith and believe God. And you might not think as strong as I am in my belief, or you might not feel as strong as I feel in my belief. But if you're going to come up to me with your heart and say, I need you to stand in faith, I'll do just that. Because I know this. You're the one in the battle. And you're the one that's going to question your stance of faith. You're even going to talk about things you should not be talking about concerning your stance of faith. But you do have someone on your side. And that's what I do. I fight the good fight of faith. But I haven't always been here. It's been something that I've matured to. And I'm very grateful that, that I'm this way because that's the type of papa you have in this church. That's what, that's what I want you to understand. Because if you're looking for a scapegoat, if you're look, looking for someone to bend to your will, I'm just not going to do it. I've been through all that crap before. I've been through the religious concept of church. I've, it's just, it, it ain't happening here at Love Life. It said, guard your speech. Guard what you say. Oh, like we don't even already know that. Where do you know what we say can be blessing or cursing? It can be life or death. You already know that. I don't even have to say blessing or cursing life or death. You already know it does that. You know it in relationships. You know it, you know it all the time. The words you say have power. In a positive or a negative, it carries power. That's why we have to be so careful. We went into this year, 2020, our year of breaking out. This is our breakout year. Oh my gosh, there are some miracles and testimonies of breaking out. And I'm so proud and I'm so excited about what's happening in your lives. And if you're like going, I haven't had a breakout yet. Don't, don't even put yet. It'll come. It's going to come. Breakout's yours. It belongs to you. Just understand that and accept it. It's my breakout year. It's my breakout year. I said it's my breakout year. My breakout year. But what do we say in the beginning? Watch this thing. Your mouth. Watch the words coming out. We have been so good at speaking negative. And you know how I do. I spin this good, don't I? About faith. If you're going, I'm, yeah, I guess. All right. Let me help you on faith because I want to show you how powerful you are. This is, when God shared this with me years ago, and I, and I brought this forth in a service, it, it just, it, it exploded. And the reason why it exploded is because it's so simple and it's the way God wants his information brought forth. I mean, I would have loved to have said, I figured this thing out, but the Holy Spirit revealed it to me in one message and just came out and it was awesome. And for years I've been saying this, and that is this. You want to operate in, in miracle, mountain-moving faith, and you look at your life and go, yeah, but this is faith. That's, you know, you have to be fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And, and we get to this super religious concept of faith. And then what I reveal is this. Y'all got great faith. You're awesome at it. 
And this is where people are like going, what? Because you don't understand faith. Faith is exactly what you do in life, and you're very good at it. The only thing is, is it's in the negative. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Oh, gosh, everything works out wrong for me. It's so terrible, and I always screw up, and it's going to screw up this time. I know it's going to screw up because I always screw up. Faith is confident expectation. Are you hearing me? You call those things that be not as though they were. That's faith. That's God's teaching on faith. And what will you do? I'm just a mess. I'll never be better. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I, my parents are right. My friends are right. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. You are communicating 100% in faith. You expect it. You believe it. And then what? Then the action. You get to what? See the manifestation of it in life. I just explained to you, you have great faith. You just don't understand the difference between the negative and the positive. So now what you can do is, what you already know how to do, is start using it on the positive. You've experienced the negative. You expect it. But you never started off experiencing the negative. It was a process of time. No one just automatically turns six years old and at six years old, everything is negative. It's the process of time. So that means the process of time in the positive is going to take place for your lives. Amen? Well, you got faith. Call those things that be not as though they are. Faith. I believe. I believe. You, the power of the mind is amazing. And the more you commit to recognizing responsibility to guard your heart, guard your thoughts, the greater ability you have or the higher success you have to change. And which is what this Christian faith is all about. Romans 12 too, renew the mind. Renewing the mind is the key. That is the key. It's amazing how many churches forget about Romans 12 too. They want to tie it all into God doing or not doing. And it's tied to everything about your mind. On your actions on this planet, it's tied to here. All right? Verse 25 says, guard your eyes. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? We blow this off. Some of you, you, you look at so many ugly negative things, and then you want to see a better picture. But that's impossible. You keep looking at the negative. I'm just not talking mind's eye. I mean, talking your eye, natural eye. I'm talking about the mind's eye from what you look at. No one looks at nasty thing and it's, it's produced 100% fruit in you. It's a process of time. You allow something negative, it builds upon that negative. It's, it's the concept of something good. It's the same way. You look at something good, you build upon that good. I want better this. Then what are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at mainly what I see right now. What do you see right now? I don't know. That's the thing. What you're seeing through is your past, your experiences. 
So when you view something, this is why we all look at something and go, hey, it looks like this. And someone goes, no, it looks like this. It looks like that. And we all have these, why? It's a, you're looking at the same exact thing. But that's what we do. We have this perception of life based upon our experiences. God comes on and says, no, I'm wiping this way. So we come on the scene going, yeah, but I'm the same person. And God's going, yeah, but you've got to renew your mind. You have to make a choice. The first group that came out of Egypt, it's a picture and a type of, 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 of this Christian faith. They came out of Egypt, they could not lose their slave mentality, so they couldn't enter into what belonged to them. Not what was an opportunity, it belonged to them, it was theirs. It belonged, it was theirs, but they couldn't have it. So they stayed in a wilderness lifestyle. Majority of Christians, I just define you. Then there are those that were raised up on Joshua's group. Joshua's group is the group where Joshua and Caleb said, now we can take these giants. We can take this place. It belongs to us. Let's do this thing. They were passionate. They were hungry. They were looking at the same giants. Passionate and hungry. They were looking at the same gigantic walls. They were hungry. How? They were passionate. How? Because they believed God's word. Not because they experienced it, but because they believed it. Then that belief took them into experience. And the second generation went from wilderness into the promised land. That's our picture. So what do we do? We have to make a decision. Listen, we came out of slavery. Believe it or not, your term in the New Testament is tied to the word redemption. Redeemed. And that Greek word is 100% tied to the concept of buying a slave, purchasing a slave, releasing a slave. It's the same, it's that Greek language that represents us. I was a slave to the world, the system, and the enemy. But Jesus paid a price that redeemed me, purchased price for a slave, that I am no longer a slave, but now free. That's, that's what we have, freedom. But I've been living as a slave for so long that I'm going to keep living this life even though I'm free. And that's why God's saying, listen, I need you free, free. And that's what the church is about. That's what we're supposed to be about. Getting you free, free. Because you've already been set free. Now it's time to live in this freedom. Amen? Y'all got that? So we got to guard our eyes what we look at. We teach our kids this. We teach them. We taught them early on to guard their eyes from certain things. I don't want to embarrass them. But we do. We teach them this. And the reason why we teach them is because we understand the principles behind if you just open up and watch stuff all the time. It just opens the door for negative things. So we, we teach them. We turn, turn your eyes, close your eyes, don't watch this stuff. And there's a reason why we do it. This isn't, well, it's just so right and you're so that. No, it's because we understand the concept of what comes in. 
And that's my responsibility to help them be successful in life. As long as I do what I'm supposed to do, it's an all good thing. Amen? And so Pastor Lau, the boy's mom, and I have made decisions that this is what we do. Now, that doesn't mean we can't go see a movie or there's going to be something that's questionable. I mean, some of the cartoons have questionable stuff. I mean, what would we just see? What was it, the movie we just saw? What was it? Onward. We just saw Onward. But before Onward was, what's that dumb cartoon? Simpsons. Whoops, did I say dumb? I didn't mean dumb for those that love Simpsons. But they had this short with the little baby Simpson that's going, always doing that. All right. I don't watch Simpsons. I just know about them. All right. You know what the whole thing about the little baby Simpson was about hooking up with another male baby. Hooking up. Are you kidding me? What the heck is that? Do you guys even understand what's going on in this culture? They think that's something cool. It, it was disgusting to me. I'm sitting there going, what the heck is this? I mean, who in their right mind is going, oh, how cute. Look at the eight-month-old baby trying to hook up with the other eighth-old. And look, they're trying to kiss and make out. I mean, this is like, I started hating things at that point. It's just an ugly thing. But you know what? Oh, we're just blowing off. It's just cartoons. It's just a little cute thing. The heck it is. I almost said hell, but I didn't. <laughs> Whatever. This stuff disgusts me. And then we want to sit there and go, why are my kids acting like, what are you letting them watch? Let them know what you do. What are you letting them hear? Let them be. You, you, you're, just, you're just allowing this stuff. Guard, protect responsibility. Amen. And this day and age is so simple to have social media, TV, YouTube to babysit your kids. If you want me to bring statistics, I'll smack you with them if I have to. But y'all know it, this is already true. Listen, let's get aggressive in life. Amen. It's just, it's just not right to let the world raise our kids or the public freaking schools. All right, moving right along. We got to guard, amen? Verse 26 and 27, guard your direction in life. So don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left. Guard your direction in life. Guard what's coming in. Guard what you're looking at. Guard what you're saying. Guard your direction in life. Why are we doing all this? Because we're talking about life in general. Life. Yeah, but you don't know my life. I, it doesn't matter. I don't need to know your life. We all got screwed up lives. But we're talking about today. Today's your day. Not yesterday. Not tomorrow. Right now. Quit screwing about, about yesterday. They didn't get to do anything for you. I mean, y'all know it doesn't work, right? Work on right now, right now. It's the baby step today that, that, that will produce success in tomorrow. Baby step today will produce success for tomorrow. Wow, that's deep. Listen, don't, look, come on, people. What am I talking about? 
I'm talking about something we do right now. How many before you came in here, you locked your vehicles? Wait a minute. Did you lock your homes before you came? Why? Why would you do that? Why are you locking your home? Uh, wait a minute. Let, no, no, no. Let's go beyond that. How many of you set your alarm and walked your door? All right. So you guarded something. How many of you, be real with your pastor, on your Instagram account, Twitter, Facebook, you post your PIN number to your debit card. Come on, come on. Why? Why wouldn't you? Why? Because you guard it. Why are you guarding it? Because it's important to protect. How about your children? Yeah, they're four and five-year-old. Yeah, go in the front yard. Have fun. I'll see you in three hours. Why? Why not? It's your front yard. Because you're guarding your kids, aren't you? Okay, so wait a minute. So you have an understanding of guarding, but all of a sudden it's the Bible. It's Bible truths. You want me to guard everything. I'm going to guard, guard, guard. What the heck? That's what you do right now. You guard your vehicles. You guard your homes. You, you guard your kids. You guard your bank accounts. Even if there's nothing in it. <laughs> Still guarding. Do you not? So we guard. We guard. We put locks on things. We guard. You have animals in your backyard, a dog for guarding. I mean, whatever. The point is, is we guard, and then all of a sudden it becomes in the Bible where they're going, and then when it guard, and we make me guard. This has to become valuable to you. And you know why it isn't? Doggone it, listen to me. Identity. The identity. That's the issue. What did I just say? What do you guard? You guard everything that you deem. Come on. Come on, you guys preach at one another. You guard every, you guard your bank account, valuable. You guard your home, valuable. You guard your car, valuable. You guard your kids, valuable, right? Guard, guard, guard what you value. And then now I'm talking about you. Oh, uh, what's happened? We don't see the value now, do we? And so why should I? My thing is, why shouldn't you? See, those things don't mean nothing. Nothing at all. They're not eternal. Each one of them is going to disintegrate and be gone. Bank counts, doesn't matter. It's all going to be. That was tongues. As in interpretation. Not good. Gone. Destroyed. Ruined. Corroded. That's it. And we value them. And now we have us. And the key is the truth. Is truth the key? Yeah. Okay. What's the truth? The truth is, is what is your value? And I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You value your life tied to 
your experience. I'm going to tell you the truth because what you're doing is not the truth. See, how many in here collect something? You collect coins, cards, baseball cards, football cards, hockey cards. You collect, you've collect something. All right, in collecting, you understand that there's a, an assigned value, a perceived value of whatever you're collecting. Let's say you've got a, you know, a, a, a 25 cent piece from the 1600s, okay, 25 cents. And its perceived value is say $1,000. Now you look at that 25 cent piece and you go, this is worth $1,000. And the truth is, is no, it's not. Because my question to you would be, what did you pay for that? And you said, well, I got it 10 years ago at a swap meet for 50 bucks. Okay. So the value of that 25 cent piece is $50 only to you. Because I ain't paying no 50 bucks for that thing. Because I don't know the perceived value of it. Now, if I see the perceived value and understand it, I would probably give you a hundred for it if it's worth a thousand, but you ain't going to sell it for that because you believe it's worth a thousand, but it isn't until someone hands you a thousand. That is the truth of the purchase price, right? So you have perceived price. Look around your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. Each one of you have a perceived price. Everybody in here, you have a perceived value. Good or bad, it is what it is. I'm here to tell you that there's a true purchase price upon your life that literally declares your value. And that price, if you believe it or not, it is what it is, was purchased by the spotless, sinless, perfect blood of Jesus. That's your value. See, I've heard this before. When I first became a Christian and started doing this stuff, and I heard this, and I, and I did a lot with some of you do. It's like, and I understand that because I've been there. But see, then I look at my life and I look at the reality of that life. I'm not as cool or think I got everything together as I'm trying to pretend right now. And I know there's a lot of messed up stuff here and there's a lot of messed up stuff there. But in that journey, I had to get to the place where I realized, am I going to believe this and walk this and give this an opportunity to grow in my life? Because I made a choice to receive a living God. Or am I going to blow it off like everything else in life? I chose to walk this thing out. It's not been easy. But I can tell you right now, from where I'm at today, I would never, ever, ever change the decision I made. Ever. No matter what I've gone through, that decision that I made over 35 years ago, I'll make it today again in a second. No matter what I've gone through in life. Because I know before that, it ain't the same in here. No matter what I think up here, 
I got the whole package when I received a God that loved me and sent his son to die for me. Now, it took a long time to get to the understanding of my value, but I know I'm priceless. It doesn't matter what you think. He paid the price. I'm priceless. And if you've received Jesus, you've experienced that sale as well. And you're priceless. And that's why he communicates to you the way he does. You're more than a conqueror. You are victorious. You are an overcomer. Why is he saying that? Because you're a priceless person. Now, I know we got to get it through this stuff, but God wants you to understand he wants you free. Truth is the key, people. You want to overcome fear? We're in the midst of this turmoil of fake news, the turmoil of fear-mongering, the turmoil of truth. All this stuff is a smorgasbord of what am I supposed to do? My thoughts are this, what is truth? And that's what I get to the place in my life. I've got to find the common ground of truth. I, I got this, my wife sent this to me. I don't know where it came from because there's no person's name on it. But I thought this was interesting. You might have already seen this, but watch this. Addressing fear-based agendas. This is pretty cool. Year 2000, Y2K. We're all going to die. The media, the news. We had a service that night on Y2K. The changeover when the computers were going to whirl the world and kill everybody here. Atomic bombs were going to be automatic. Do you guys remember this? Anybody remember Y2K? Don't act like it was no big a deal because a lot of people in my church were in line buying water instead of going to church. Like, dude, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm seeing you. you're in line. Go to church. We were having a party at our church. Why? Because we weren't going to allow that garbage to influence our lives. We're believers. I mean, all of a sudden God's going, oh my God, I didn't, oh my, me, 2000, Y2K, I never saw it coming. The world's going to end. Oh, did I blow it? Those people are so smart. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. But we were all supposed to die. And guess what? Tens of thousands, of, I'll talk about Christians. I mean, the world went crazy. But tens of Christians went crazy with them. Filling their bathtubs with water. We're all going to die. We're going to die. Whatever. Just get in your bath and take it now. <laughs> 2001, anthrax. It's going to kill us all. 2002, West Nile virus. It's going to kill us all. Uh, listen, just research the media and you'll hear them make these statements. 2003, SARS, it's going to kill us all. 2005, bird flu, it's going to kill us all. 2006, E. coli, it's going to kill us all. 2008, bad economy, it's going to kill us all. 2009, swine flu, it's going to kill us all. 2010, BP oil, it's going to kill us all. 2012, the mind calendar, you hear that one? Oh my gosh, that was funny. No, this is, this is factual. And they went through the process of how the Mayan calendar is always right. 2012 <coughs> is going to kill us all. The Mayans messed up. 
2013, North Korea is going to kill us all. 2014, Ebola virus is going to kill us all. 2015, Disney measles. I was in Disney that year. ISIS going to kill us all. 2016, Zika virus going to kill us all. 2020, coronavirus going to kill us all. But the really fear is killing you is turn off the stinking TV. Now, I'm not an idiot. I understand viruses. And many of you have gotten the flu virus. Why? Because it's an automatic thing? No, because you got around the virus. You don't wash your hands like you should. I'm talking about the flu virus because there's, an, a, point, there's a point to this. And you've gotten the flu. Are you hearing me? Why? There are many factors involved when it comes to the body immune system. Your body is an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. And it's created to fight off anything the world is trying to produce. Anything. This, this stuff isn't natural. We're talking about men, people, and animal stuff. Do you understand this? This stuff isn't natural stuff. This is freaky people stuff. And by the way, most every flu starts in Asia. Every one of them. It's the climate and it's the way people eat and live. It's, they're all traced to the Orient. That doesn't mean Oriental people are evil or wrong. Or I'm just saying what scientists find. That's it. But listen to what I'm saying. There's a tracing point, but it ends up going around the world. Every virus works that way. I don't care if it starts in the Antarctic. So it's not about a people group. It's about all the keys to what produce a virus. And the viruses mutate. Listen, it's a sickness. It still kills and destroys. The enemy has his hand in this stuff. Everything ugly has its hand. Not good, not good, not blessing, not life. But the key we need to understand is what is truth? What is the information I need to know? What you need to know is, is what I just read off and everybody's living. But I need you to understand something. In the 2017, 2018 flu season, there were 61,000 flu deaths. How many coronavirus stuff right now in the U.S. Wait a minute. Let me show you something. Right now, this year, 20 to 52,000 deaths, hospitalized, 350 to 620,000 in our short flu season right now. I'm talking massive death in just the normal flu right now. Y'all aren't buying water. You're not out buying macaroni at Costco. No, listen, no, I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. I just explained a fact. Literally tens of thousands in our country are dying. No one's freaking out. We're not running to Costco buying all the stuff we should have been doing, cleaning our hands. We're not, we're not doing that. Why are we not doing it? When it's every year, tens of thousands die. 
for the flu. You know how many have died in the Phoenix area? Anybody want to take a guess? Or you don't really don't care about facts. In this flu season, already 43. No one ran to Costco. 43. How many have died in coronavirus in our state right now? I'm going to run to Costco right now and buy everything in their store. But wait a minute. You look at this, and many of you are looking at it like, because you're not using your thought. You're not using common sense at all. I'm talking about a fact. 43 people have already died of the flu. And what do you do? Are you extra washing hands? No. Are you staying away from people that are going, <laughs> no, you're hugging them going, I haven't seen you in a long time. You know why? Because you've had the flu and you dealt with and you didn't die. So the experience, come on, listen to me. It's experience that gave you the ability to go, well, you know, I know it's sad to hear that, but I'm not changing my life. Exactly. This thing has done nothing. But you've already changed your life. And you've never experienced anything. Do you know that the facts of it is, is it's a flu virus? It's not a death virus. It's a flu virus. And majority of all the people are getting over it. But that's not what the media or the political agenda wants you to see. They want you to see death and destruction. Why? There's a manipulation in all this. Why weren't they going crazy before the flu season started this year? Because tens of thousands are going to die. Why? Where's the news then? You guys hearing this? Pay attention. Listen, we got hand sanitizers around here because I want your hands clean, especially if I'm going to shake them. Who knows what you've been picking on the way here? I've seen some of you in vehicles. I mean, it's not clean. But listen, we sneeze and we cough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, you know, we don't have to worry about it. I'm saying wisdom dictates facts. And that is, yeah, stay clean. You should in flu season anyway. And by the way, when you start looking at the deaths, who are the ones? Those that already have sickness disease in their body and they're elderly. And we got 28, 30 year olds buying 50 masks. What is this about? It's about, this is what fear will do to people. Just understand that. Don't live your life tied to this fear. Because I swear to you, it's going to be another one I named off every year something. There's another one, and there's going to be another one. Jesus said this. In the last days, the hearts of people will fail them because of the things that are taking place in the world. And this is what's happening. People are freaking out. And you know what fear does to you? It tears down your immune system. What do we need going right now? A strong immune system. 10K every week. No, I don't think so. That's for those crazy super spiritual Christians. I'm not there. You guys hear what I'm saying? 
It's, but see, this is, I, everything I see about it is, is, it's tied to destruction and death, and I'm just not going to accept it. I'm going to walk in wisdom. I'm going to make sure that, that we keep things clean because we do anyway. We didn't go, hey, guess what? Let's start cleaning our baby's rooms. Let's start cleaning our nursery. It'd be a good idea. We clean, we've been cleaning this the day one we open our church. Everything gets disinfected. Everything, there were, we've been doing this for years. We didn't go, hey, it's a good idea to clean stuff because our kids are going to have it. No, we protect. We want germ-free zones. Right? But that's normal. That's understandable. Why? Because y'all know, if you're a parent, you know this for sure. That stuff goes all over the place. I mean, one kid in nursery, one kid in the elementary school, one kid in Safeway. I, I mean, I will, and not now. I've always been this way. I'll do my cart, and all of a sudden I see some person going, ah, I ain't going down that aisle. I'll wait until it clears out. Three weeks ago, before I go into Safeway, this is what we do. This is what my family does. Find the, find the things, wipe down the carts. We've been doing this for years. We, we do this. And I go in. The lady before me wipes down the cart, does everything like that. I'm going, good job. And we go into Safeway. She goes her way. I go my way. Get my stuff. She's in the line. I get behind. She's a clean lady. The lady in front of us, <laughs> pin pad. The clean lady gets up. What does she do? Pin pad. Now she was clean lady. <laughs> she ain't no no more. And I'm looking at that pad and I'm going, I got a debit card. What am I going to do? So there's all kinds of ideas about this. What I did is uh, I walked in faith. Got to the car, but I didn't let it touch nothing. I kept it away from the body at two feet. It looked weird, but I got in the car, took a wipey. Parents understand wipeys in car are a necessity. And wiped that nasty hand. Wisdom. That's all it is. Wisdom. Um, last year, I was going in. I, let me see. Where was it? I guess it doesn't matter. I just like to be correct on this. Oh, it was fries. No, it wasn't. It was bashes. It was, I went to bashes. Cheap on their wipies. And I go into bashes and they don't have any wipies. I'm like, I got the cart and I'm like going, oh my gosh. So I put my hands on that dirty cart and I'm going, I'm just thinking the wipies in this place and going and get my stuff. And I'm just thinking about all the white, all the germs on that cart. And I'm not a germaphobe. Pastor Law made me this way. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? It's a true story. She can tell you about our early days and how I used to really be real clean. It wasn't there. She made me the clean freak that I am today. <laughs> True story or not? Yes, that's right. 
I was nasty. I'm in construction and whatever. It's like, I don't see dirt. Hand me that. Like, whatever. Not anymore. Now I got to wash my hands. What is it? Is there something on my hand? Wash, wash, wash. It's freaky. The boys understand me. They know my life. They know. It's wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. But that's all right. That's fine. It's a good thing to do. But anyway, I go into Bachelor. I'm like going, oh my gosh. And I'm going through the whole thing, the whole process, get my stuff I want, go out of there. I'm still freaking about it. Sit down and the Lord speaks to my heart. I'm telling you, he speaks to my heart and he says, Daniel, because I was freaking out and I have a real tight relationship with my father. He goes, Daniel, you do your part. I'll do my part. I went. In other words, chill. I can handle a germ. And I was thinking, that's right, huh? I do what I can do, but ultimately, if I can't, God, I'm fine. And I learned that on missions. I had to learn that with eating food that I wouldn't even put in front of my enemy. But because I was on missions and I was winning a country to Jesus, I ate something I thought was still living. True stories. I can tell you about all kinds of them. By faith. By faith. And I didn't have any problem with. I was fine. Go on vacation to Cancun and get sick over a taco. What's up with that? I guess I wasn't doing missions there. I was doing fun time. God doesn't work on fun time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) He works all the time. Anyway, you guys know where I'm going. I just, I, I want you to live life fear-free. Listen, walk in wisdom, understand that. Take, take the precautions that you should be because flus, colds, clean stuff, clean your hands, do that and everything, but don't be driven by fear and assume that the world's gonna end because it's not. Just understand that. Everybody, here we all got that. I want you to be strong in the Lord. Not fearful in the Lord, strong in the Lord. And know that our life is in his hands. Like I said, wisdom is important. We clean, we stay clean. We're supposed to. Not because of a new virus, because it's the right thing to do. Right? But also we walk in faith. We have health. We have a covenant of health, and that's what you should be standing on as well. As well as eat right, exercise, take supplements, vitamin C, vitamin A, B, C, D, E. Good thing to learn, A, B, C, D, E. Those vitamins, all five vitamins are good for you. Probiotics, eat pickles, sauerkraut. I'm I'm just telling you, do things that build the immune system. Do things that build. Don't smoke. You do? I, don't, I, I only do this because I care about you. But that ain't helping you, and you already know it. Don't do things that are destroying your body, but make you healthy. That's all. I love you. Okay? Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.